When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is international boxing promoter, Eddie Hearn. What was it like working with Jake Paul? He's like 25, he's a kid in yeah, respect, yeah. So. Um They're very bright, those guys. You know, I did mm. KSI against Logan Paul. Mm. I mean, Logan Paul, his brother, is really sharp, super smart. I mean, have you seen him in WWE? Unbelievable. He's like a like legit a, yeah, but WWE he's a, Yeah, but he's an incredible athlete, yeah. full stop. KSI. You know, any kid that starts his own YouTube channel, the next thing's got a number one hit. You know, he's boxing Floyd Mayweather. He's, I mean, they're, they're yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, they're, mm. they're really clever guys. Jake's Jake's also bright, but he's a little bit more wackier. Mm. But you need to be wacky in boxing. He genuinely thinks he's a world-class fighter. Like he thinks So that's he, not bullshit? No, he comes up to me at that fight and he's going, you know, I beat Canelo. And I was like, and I looked at him. I was looking for his mic, you know, because I thought maybe he wants to capture a bit of this for social yeah, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not wearing one. And I'm like, I'm looking for a camera and there's no camera. I went, what? And he went, oh, I will beat your boy, Canelo Alvarez. Oh, I'm like, Jesus. mate, you are. Because he's got all these guys in the gym, like, telling him he's, you know, he, and he's not. But he didn't like it because I said to him, you're average. Yeah, I've ever seen an interview with that. Said, That's a compliment. Like, there's a, <laughs> no, 95. I'm being nice yeah. to you. I said, 95 percent of fighters yeah. are average. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, and he, like, he's better than some pro fighters like that. Mm. I thought that was a big compliment, but he didn't, he didn't like <laughs> he it. He didn't no. love it. No. no. Did that like sort of translate to your own notoriety being more like, so? I feel like you're more recognisable than the Actually, brand, right? it worked like, well for me because yeah. now, you know, I'm going, if I pick up my daughters from school, kids are all over me because they know me from Jake Paul KSI. Yeah. Like, oh, do you know KSI? Do you know KSI? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've been promoting Anthony Joshua and all the Canelo Alvarez, and you know, now you want to talk to me about KSI. So he's been part of the, the method behind the Matrim brand has been, and I don't mind saying it, has been building my brand. Because I look at WWE, I look at UFC, and everyone's got a figurehead. Yeah. So they're not always totally dependent on talent. Talent's still key in whatever you do. But when, you, when I say to you, tell me five things about UFC or five things about MMA, Mm. You go UFC, Dana White. It's probably the first two things, yeah. or Conor McGregor. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's you know Joe Rogan I, probably gets it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say WWE. You go or wrestling. You go WWE. Vince McMahon. And in boxing, probably I come in the top five, right? Yes. But but and that's really the aim because I need to come to Australia and people go, oh Eddie Hearn, Matchroom. I'll go to that because I've seen their shows around the world. And that's how you expand globally as a business, by having a credible reputation for quality events. We push my profile, still push the fighter profiles, but it's important for me to be the guy banging the drum globally wherever we go. Do you think that has led to like other promoters 
getting like you getting under their skin a little bit. Oh, I know, time, like yeah. I think just recently I heard Lou DeBella talking shit oh. about you on Joe uh, on Ariel Hawan. Yeah, I know you've had like, a but they don't stop. Shit, they like. don't stop. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like Lou DeBella, Leonard Ellaby, he's the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah. he's Mayweather's. Is that Mayweather's yeah, Mayweather's guy? Yeah, yeah. hates me. Hates me. <laughs> <laughs> the wasn't is, there chatter about you fighting each other or something? Yeah, but like <laughs> I don't know because I can't. I had a couple of amateur fights when I was young, but I'm pretty terrible. Yeah, but. Problem is, you never know if one of these guys can actually fight. He's in his mid-50s. If you're not, like I said to my dad, I went, Dad, I reckon me versus Ellaby. It's a big fight. He went, Ed, he went, you're useless. He went, you'll get knocked out. I said, yeah, but if it's 10 mil, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. he said, it don't matter. He said, no amount of money. Yeah. If you get knocked out, you're done. Yeah. Like, your credibility. I'm yeah. like, all oh, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. But in, in America, they don't understand sarcasm. No. For they Brit, don't, we were Brit. talking about yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. Brits, they have no we idea. love sarcasm. And same here. Right? So I, I'd done an interview and someone asked me, why does Landella be not like you? And I said, he's a bit jealous because I'm very likely to be the next James Bond. Right? That's only a <laughs> stupid line. So he's come out and done an interview and gone, nah, like, he honestly, like, how does he think he's going to, he's never even done a film. Like, how's <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, right. Mate, 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 you know, I know. So, like, mate. go back to sleep, man. I said, I, I went at him the other day. He was like moaning about something. And I just came out and said, mate, how can you talk about doing big shows? I said, all you ever did was carry Floyd Mayweather's jock strap, you know, and he went mental. I mean, he said that he was going to stomp me out. <laughs> no, and recently, I was at a Canelo Triple G fight. I was like walking around in Vegas. They're like, are you bothered about bumping into Len Lelby? I was like, no. Him. I was like walking around the casino going, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of extra security yeah, in the wings. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they, they really don't like me. People love that at the same time. They do know, love like, that shit. And, and some people go, oh, it's stopping you making fights. But at the end of the day, it's keeping the conversation going. Mm. You know, the conversation must never sleep about your fighters, about the sport, about boxing, whether that's beef with another promoter, whether that's the fighters hating on each other. The conversation has to keep evolving. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. We are talking to Matchroom Boxing's head honcho, Eddie Hearn. If you're in a room with like a Lennon Ellaby looking to get a fight off the ground, would there be Cher in the room? To be honest, it is detrimental sometimes to making fights. Yeah. Like, because if two promoters like each other, much easier to make a fight mm. like it would be very hard for me to like we were going to do Haney Cambosas I had Haney mm. and basically the Bella really blocked me from doing a deal and, and Devin had to take the deal with ESPN to get the fight with Cambosas right so that's what I was trying to work yeah. out because the Bella had Cambosas yeah and they wouldn't do the deal because it was like a global TV deal for the opponent and he wouldn't sell it to DAZN because DAZN wanted different markets and but really it was like Half was that, and half was like. So Eddie. then, did you let Devin go? Yeah, of so he could because do it? I wanted, I, I, I was been with Devin for the last four years. He won the world title with us. He made a fortune with us, mm. but he always wanted to be undisputed. And he sort of come to me and said, "Look, I don't want to leave you guys." Like I said, "Mate, you're not going to get the fight with us. Go and take your two fights on ESPN, and then we'll talk, and I, you know, we'll come back." But we always dreamed of being undisputed together. Yeah. You know, and it was a bit, it was a kick in the nuts, no, but I'm no. not never going to stop a fight again. And, like, you can't just turn around at that point and go, no, mm. you can't do that. Like, mm. that's a, that's an arsehole. Will so, you go watch him fight on the weekend? Or you, uh, you, I won't. I mean, it's, it's early morning, isn't it, on the Sunday? So yeah. probably not. Probably stay here and get some rays in Gold Coast. If, it, you know, we don't get a lot of sun, but, <laughs> no. you know, not really. Yeah. But, I, and, and I think he went like, it's, the first fight wasn't, overly entertaining and he'll it'll be the same he's just very good like he's very good at what he does you yeah. know what was it like 
coming up under your old man and sort of his, uh, you know, reputation and everything like that. Mm. I know you said you want to be a, a cricketer. Was there ever like, were you ever earmarked, were you always earmarked for this role? Like in terms yeah, of the family I, business? Yeah, when I left college, I went out and worked for a sports management company. I used to represent golfers on the European tour and PGA yeah. tour because I didn't really want to work for him. Yeah. Like growing up, I was kind of always known as just like Barry's boy. I used to be at the shows since I was seven. Yeah. So I'd be in the change room, I'd be carrying belts out, I'd just get get everywhere Shane you know? McMahon yeah yeah basically yeah <laughs> yeah so and it was like but he he came from nothing and obviously I came he, he wasn't you know super wealthy when I was mm. growing up but I was I came from a privileged background just like beasted me because he hated sort of sport kids mm. so he was growing up the mentality we had was winning 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 not taking part taking part taking part there was mm. no fluff mm. it was like how many runs did you get today son six useless <laughs> yeah. what's the matter with you, you know, yeah. go out there and smash them tomorrow yeah, okay yeah. Tons yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah it was and yeah and that was really like you don't get given anything although again you know i, I had a great upbringing you gotta go now you gotta clean my shoes before you do that it's a very strong working class mentality of just relentless grind, mm. really. And that's really what got him to where he was. So growing up, I never could tell people quick enough that I was Barry Hearn's son. But I guess when I got sort of through my teenage years, mm. start to think, you're actually going to, how do you achieve something in your own name with a really successful dad? Mm. Well, you got to outperform him. And now we joke because people call him Eddie Hearn's dad, you know, and it's like, he's my best mate. So we have band like, yeah, but yeah. growing up, I was just like, no one even knew my name. Yeah, I was just his yeah, son. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are like, oh, you're Eddie Hearn's dad. And I love it. We love it. You <laughs> was know, there a point, was there a point where like you earned his like respect in the business world where there was, there, you yeah, know I mean? like it, trying to get it, I assume. Would yeah, have been it was probably, um, I mean, I, when we signed Audley Harrison, I went back into boxing and I told him, you know, we were going to go out, he was going to win the European title and I was going to get him a shot at the world heavyweight title. And he was like, and I did it. You know, it was a bit of a disaster because he lost for the world heavyweight title. But then there was a moment when we did George Groves against Carl Froch in Manchester and it was quite a controversial ending and I did the rematch at Wembley Stadium, which is our national stadium. Mm -hmm. And I phoned him up and said, I've just been to Wembley. Like, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it there. And he just went, that. It holds 80,000. He went, don't even, you're mad. I Mm -hmm. said, Dad, honestly, I've seen online. Like, I just feel like... This fight is huge. And he's like, mate, you're on your own, son. But And I sold it out in the first day. And I think after that, he was like, come on, you crack on. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, loves yeah, it because yeah. he pulled out of boxing many years ago, moved into darts, which has now come over here as well. Yeah, it's huge yeah, yeah. in the UK because boxing was a, a complete ball ache for him. So he pulled out of boxing and now he just watches me battling with his old foes. Mm. You know, Frank Warren, Bob Arum, Don King. These are people he was... Hustling with and, and fighting with every day. Yeah. And now he just like watches me going, go on, son, go on. I love that interview with Bob Aaron. He hates you. Go on, keep going. Like, Thanks, Dad. Like, yeah. Losing hair and like, you know. Like, <laughs> like, he's just like, keep going. Send me the checks, you know. What, what made you get into boxing if he'd left the sport? Was that, was that just sort of like a fascination growing up, like yeah. as a kid, you know, like getting into change rooms, watching fighters win, lose, cry. You know, I've seen some amazing things some amazing nights i've seen some terrible things you know terrible moments that will stay with me and haunt me forever because i've been there you know i've been in changing rooms when fighters are getting you know resuscitated when fighters are getting taken to hospital like and as a 10 or 11 year old like you remember those moments and i just find the sport so thrilling there's nothing like it i mean it it doesn't make sense 
the sport. You know, sometimes I'll go on national TV in the UK and we'll be debating a head specialist or a concussion expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you actually justify it? Yeah. You know, and, and you do because it actually changes so many lives. Like you have to understand about the opportunities it provides for people. Mm. And if you look at the safety of the sport, actually it is getting better compared to other sports, but it's still tough to justify. Mm. Because when you talk about the dangers of rugby or downhill skiing, like the aim of boxing ultimately is to defeat your opponent and to, to land blows on, yeah. yeah. And so, but, and it's very tough to explain to people unless you've been in it and you've seen it and you've touched it and you've realised how great the sport is. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.